Hello, and welcome to another episode of Birding by Year. If you're new here, my name is Beth. I live outside of Salt Lake City, Utah, and I'm not an expert birder. I created this podcast to help me learn how to identify birds by the sounds they make. And if you want to learn too, come along and let's learn some bird sounds together. If you're not new, welcome back and thanks for listening. Most of the time, these episodes begin with a bird or group of birds that I want to learn. Today, that bird is the yellow-breasted chat. The yellow-breasted chat is such an interesting bird. It's small, brightly colored, somewhat reminiscent of a warbler, but also not really like a warbler at all. And it most certainly doesn't sound at all like a warbler. So for a long time, I couldn't figure out what other birds to pair it up with to make an episode. It doesn't really sound or act like any other birds, and for good reason. Recent studies have put chats in their own taxonomic family as the only surviving member of an ancient lineage. It really is very unique. Therefore, I decided to honor that uniqueness. But I didn't want to make an entire episode for one bird, so rather than pairing it up with other birds that it might sound like, live next to it, or are related to it, I've paired up the chat with another bird that has a rhyming name the gnat catcher. So come along as we have a little gnat chat. Gnat catchers are one of my favorite birds. Yeah, I know I say that a lot, but okay, I really do love them a lot. They are so cute and fun to see. They also have a very unique and distinctive sound. There are four species of gnat catchers in the United States. Today, I will talk about three of them. First, and becoming our base of comparison, is the blue-gray gnatcatcher. The blue-gray gnatcatcher is the most widespread and abundant gnatcatcher and the one that's common in my local area. However, in southern Utah and many parts of the southwest, you can also find the black-tailed gnatcatcher. And, of course, southern California has the California gnatcatcher. The fourth gnatcatcher is the black-capped gnatcatcher which can be found in southern Arizona and down into Mexico. But I will leave that one off the list today. It's the hardest one to find, and you have to draw the line somewhere, right? With that bit of introduction, let's talk about some bird sounds. As I mentioned, our first bird today is the yellow-breasted chat. The yellow-breasted chat are often sulky and hard to see. They like dense underbrush, and so knowing its songs and calls will be especially helpful. Let's take a listen to this bird's song. Pretty weird, right? For me, the biggest and most important tool to ID chats is realizing all those sounds are from the same bird, and indeed, the same song. Those long pauses, combined with the sheer variety of sounds, can make it seem like there are several birds making those different sounding sounds. This is even more complicated when there are indeed other birds around singing. My experience has been that chats can even trip up Merlin's sound ID for the same reason. If there are other birds around, it struggles to connect the seemingly disconnected sounds to the same bird, and it takes longer for the algorithm to figure it out. 
But maybe that's just been my experience. Audubon says chat seeing a series of widely spaced croaks, whistles, and short repeated phrases, very unlike a typical warbler song. All About Birds describes yellow-breasted chats as having large repertoire of songs made up of whistles, cackles, mews, catcalls, caw notes, chuckles, rattles, squawks, gurgles, and pops, which they repeat and string together with great variety. Like I said, the sheer number of sounds is pretty impressive. So one more time, the song of the yellow-breasted chat. Now, let's talk about their call. Their typical call note sounds like this. Also very unique, don't you think? Peterson Field Guide to Bird Sounds described this sound as unmistakable with a bizarre polyphonic dissonance. I love that description, even if I can't tell you exactly what it means. They have a few less common calls, including a chuck, that you can hear with the more common call in this next track. So one more time, the call note of the yellow-breasted chat. Are you ready to move on to gnat catchers? We will begin with the most widespread and abundant gnat catcher, the blue-gray gnat catcher. They will form our base for comparison. Let's begin with their call notes. I think their call notes are more distinctive and will help us identify their song. So here is the blue-gray gnat catcher's most common call. This call is high, nasal, and whining, but with a somewhat musical quality to it. It is pretty distinctive, so let's listen again to the call of the blue-gray gnatcatcher.
Blue-gray gnatcatchers have two populations, eastern and western, and they can sound pretty different from each other. The eastern population calls are higher in pitch, burrier, and more distinctly downslurred. Here is what I'm pretty sure is an example of the eastern population. Their calls can get faster, louder, and sharper during aggressive encounters. So one last time, the call notes of the blue-gray gnatcatcher. Okay, now let's listen to their song. You can hear elements of their call in their song, which helps us to identify this song. Blue-gray gnatcatchers have two song types. The simple song, often mistaken for a call, possibly even including here in this podcast. But again, I'm not so concerned about what a sound is used for or the intricacies of call versus song. So let me remind you, I'm not necessarily an expert. For example, I thought I had a pretty good idea about what a blue-gray gnatcatcher sounded like until I really started digging into the research. And then I learned just how much I didn't know. There's a really great blog post about the differences in the blue-gray gnatcatcher sounds that I'll link below. Please check it out and remember that this podcast is just providing a basic overview. Oh, the rabbit holes that you can find. So one more time, a variety of sounds from the blue-gray gnatcatcher. Our next netcatcher will be the black-tailed netcatcher. Here is their call note. To me, it still sounds very distinctly like a netcatcher, but with a slightly different ring to it. I think it sounds harsher, less musical, and lower. In fact, Nathan Piplow says that the black-tailed gnatcatchers are usually considered the ones with the most distinctive voices. Rough, harsh, noisy, unmusical, and rather unlike the higher-pitched polyphonic whiny voices of their relatives. <laughs> When I fairly recently heard a black-tailed gnatcatcher outside of Vegas, this was basically my reaction. 
That was definitely a gnat catcher, but also it sounds very different. Here is the black tailed gnat catcher song. So one more time, here is the black-tailed gnat catcher. Our last gnat catcher today is the California gnat catcher. And here is what the California gnat catcher sounds like. On a recent episode of the ABA podcast, there was an interesting discussion about the California gnat catcher conservation, and how the split between the California and black-tailed gnatcatchers help to protect endangered habitat where they live. Despite being split from blacktails and looking very similar to blacktails, California gnatcatchers actually sound much more similar to blue-gray gnatcatchers than the black-tailed gnatcatchers. But they have a more prolonged and cat-like call. So one more time, the California gnatcatcher call and song. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm not going to be discussing or playing the black-capped gnatcatcher, but I will link an article from Earburning Blog that discusses how to distinguish them from other gnatcatchers we have talked about. It's really good, and I highly suggest you check it out, especially if you're going to be traveling to that area of the country, or you live in that area of the country, where you could possibly see black-capped gnatcatchers. Okay. Just for fun, let's play all three gnat catchers together. First is the blue-gray. Now the black-tailed.
And finally, the California. Well, that's all I have for you today. Thanks for coming along on my little Nat chat. I hope you found it helpful. Audio collections in today's podcast were from the Cornell Guide to Bird Sounds and the audio collection found on audubon.org. As always, special thanks to my bush tip besties and my family for the love and support. Now go and get your ears on birding. <laughs>